Do you think he's cheating on me? Because <laughs> Stephanie's favorite Dutch pose is a strawberry and he knows mine is a raspberry. So I feel like he's cheating on me. And I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. A Dutch bros? I don't know what that is. Oh, my oh gosh. she's from Southern California. I don't know if Dutch has even gotten to your neck of the woods yet. Hi, welcome to Well Said Red with Lillian Depp. We're two redheads bringing our chats to headphones near you. Talk soon. Devin. Devin. Hi. Meet Katrina. Hi, Katrina. It's so nice to meet you. Honestly, I'm honored. I've I feel like so I know you. Oh my God. Because I listen to the podcast and because I think you and Lily Mo are actually oh. sisters. Well, I would have to agree with you there because my sister couldn't actually recognize my own voice. So I think she would also agree that I think we are also sisters. So that's fair. I feel like I know you a lot just through, you know, the sister connection we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. incredible. Obviously, it makes sense. Katrina is also someone who calls me by my first and last name yes. almost exclusively. After I said it, I realized it, but it's because three of my best friends are named Lily. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lily Mo. Lily Mo. Lily Mo. And I will try to just say Lily. It might not come out that way. She Lily is Mo? Lily Mo. Lily Mo. I have Lily a couple Mo? friends. Yeah, I have a couple friends. You have to say their first and last name, and I don't know where it started, but like you just do. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to. I have Lily Mo, Lily Cooper, Lily Brown. All three live in different states. <laughs> you should just be Lily New York. Lily New York, Lily Chicago, Lily Phoenix. <laughs> oh, I didn't know one was a Chicago. Yeah, Lily Brown was my old roommate when I, I lived in California. I, well, see, I just assumed she was California. Oh, that's no. I didn't know the Chicago. She reference. is in Chicago now. Oh, there you go. You know, my, I will tell you a funny story <laughs> since, since we have all the time in the world. <laughs> um, my old coworkers thought that Lily Mo was not actually my name. They, and I didn't know that until like I had interned at this company. Then I had worked at this company for like a year and a half. And one of our like senior strategy guys said, he's like, yeah, I mean, I like didn't know that was actually your name. I was like, Chris, what, what did you think my name? What? I was so confused. I'm like, this is on my LinkedIn. This is on my Facebook. This is on my Instagram handle. Like I don't have one of these like cutesy, you know, like ever changing Instagram handles. I just... It's always been Lily J. Mo. And he's like, no, I just like, it's like such a like cutesy name that I just assumed you had like made like a, just an instant, like a social media name. It's I was a like, stage oh. name <laughs> and I was like, for the for, corporate world. Right. I was like, sir, <laughs> who do you think I am? And then uh, other people around him were like, oh yeah, I definitely thought. And then I thought about it. And when I was interning at that company, sure enough, there were people who were like, Lily Mo, Lily Mo, like the first and last name people in my life are always really cool. They're always really fun. But I could not believe that someone actually thought that that was not my real name. That's amazing. Honestly, I I could see it. You just go Lily Mo. Lil Mo. Mm-hmm. Lil Mo. Lily Mo. You're going by Lil Mo. Oh, many, many people call me Lil, Lil Mo. Mo. I've, never, I've never called you anything but Lily or Lil. I will say Lil is the most common. Lil's yes. gets added on as like a very affectionate thing every now and then. I was just looking because you've marked your mic here. It says Lil's with a heart. And I was wondering if you ever spell with a Z. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> she has her corporate name and then that's her DJ name. Yeah, Lil's. Perfect. Lil's. Lil's. Lil Mo. Come at you live. Um, anyway, um, why don't you two talk amongst yourselves for a little bit? We'll give Simon some audio. Yes. Welcome to the pod, Katrina. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Um, so I just I kind of want you to do like almost like a self-intro, and okay. then I want Lily to introduce you properly. But like, who are you? What are you about? I want to know. Okay. Like I you were Katrina. just meeting me for the first time as Perfect. if we didn't talk before this at all. That's true. <laughs> yes, you did not give me a glass of wine. No, I did not. We're not drinking it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Katrina. I, it's so hard when you think of introductions because it feels like a corporate interview. So it's like my educational experience is I have a double major. (laughs) Katrina is also such an Enneagram three. And I don't think anyone knows except like right now, right? Like you're like, what an Enneagram three move? Like, this is my education. This is my career path. This is what I have accomplished. Like strong Enneagram three. Really strong Enneagram three. Okay. But I I had someone tell me they don't think I'm a three. They think I'm a nine. A nine. What? 
Yeah. It really threw me for a loop, but then they were reading me like the online yep. definition of a nine. I did find some of it relatable. You know what's great about this? So my grandma recently broke her tibia. <laughs> That's not great. It's fine. She's That's fine. That's not good news. She's totally fine. However, she's a she's a big go-getter. She loves to be up and on the move. She is ready to go at a moment's notice. She's always on the move. And so this has been a moment of rest for her. She's had to for figure sure. out like – I can't do everything I wanted to do this week. So what has she been doing? She's been reading the Richard Rohr book of the Enneagrams. It's our mm. first introduction. And she's not stopped talking about it. It's amazing. She's like, so what is everyone in the family, Devin? I think you know best. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> but she's very excited to learn her type. I personally think, I told her, I thought she was either a seven, which she's like, people have told me that. She's very seven-like. Or I think she's a three. Or I think she might be me, a four. So really just all, I, I think she's all of us in this room All right the now. above. Yeah, all the above. I still think I'm a three, three wing two. I don't know. You, I think you can argue I'm a nine. You can argue I'm a, I'm a one. See, that's the thing. I could see the argument, and I think this happens to most of us, right? Like I could see the argument for you being a nine wing one, but I just think your two wing is also very strong. I agree. So that's part, I like, I have friends, friend of the pod, Evelyn, for instance, <laughs> is very strong too. Um, and I, I've just recently told her how similar you and her were. Wait, who is this? My friend, Evelyn. Oh my gosh. Friend of the pod. I would love to meet her. Friend of the pod, Evelyn. Friend of the pod. Can we have a group chat? Just friends yeah. of the pod. Friends of the pods. I'll put all my two friends together. Oh my God. <laughs> Luke Smith. He's a two. I'm like, what other twos? Can you imagine just a matchmaking friend group just all around Enneagram types? Honestly, when I meet a seven and, and they have the same reaction because it's the most seven thing ever, immediately it's like, ah, 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 and you're just like, <laughs> point at each other and jump up and down and I'm like wow we really but are Enneagram is most compatible with each other oh that's a that's an interesting question Katrina <laughs> not fours we tend to not be compatible with each other we tend to really really try to figure each other out immediately like I only know I think two fours in my life and it's it we did not like each other upon first meeting mm. it's the individualistic thing yeah. that I must be unique I must be the unique one yes mm -hmm. See, I think a 3-2, which is me, mm -hmm. and a 3-4, every 3-4 I know, it's very challenging. Interesting. When you're a 4-3, correct, Dev? Yep. Hmm. I think because, and it's only two people I know that are for sure 3-4s, but it's because we can collaborate and create all this awesome stuff together, but then it's still about themselves. Mm. And the two in me is like, but we could be doing this for others, or how could we... Right outreach this out when they're like focused on their own success and their own recognition, mm -hmm. which the two in me hates that. Right. And that that's where we start to really get into it. I'm like, no, but sometimes the fours can't see that the three wing fours. Mm -hmm. If they're like, no, we are still doing it for others. I just happen to be recognized. That's just my experience though. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Maybe what we'd have to do is like some matchmaking, like get a bunch of different kinds of Enneagram types into a group that we think like compatibility wise mm -hmm. might work. I don't know. Maybe you should be friends with one of each type. You should only have nine friends and you can only have <laughs> one of each type. And that's it. That's my pitch. Wouldn't it be more because everyone has a wing? Oh, that's true. I... Mathematically, I don't even know what that number lies. 16. Is. Nope, that sounds wrong. Would it be wrong. 18? That would be two. No, because each. It'd be three times nine. I don't know. I don't know all the wing I think options. It, I think it is. Well, because the wing is just the number on either side of you. So I do think it's 18. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah, because you only have one wing, supposedly. Yeah. I could be wrong. We could have two wings. I mean, you'll, you need two to fly, as my friend Sally likes to say. You need two to fly. Okay, quick stats, Katrina. Yes. Do you know your sign? I'm a Virgo. Okay. How do you Virgo most identify? Oh, my God, happy birthday. Thank you. This is huge news. I was trying to listen to what she was saying, and then I delayed. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> thank you for my birthday. I'm an earth sign. An earth sign. Okay. So that means when I take day trips to Sedona, I'm supposed to feel something. Okay, great. I love Sedona. Love that for you. Yeah. Um, do you know your Myers-Briggs type? Yes. ENFJ. Oh, my God. I love ENFJs. They're fantastic people. But I don't know. If I used to be a three and now people think I'm a nine, what okay. if my ENFJ has changed? No. Nah. 
I still think I'm a, <laughs> I think I'm a solid ENFJ. I like to think of Myers-Briggs as like the lens that you can see your type through. Like mm. I'm an extrovert. I'm also intuitive. And so like I'm an ENFP on the Myers-Briggs okay. and I kind of view that as like my lens for how I then take in the Enneagram. Like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is kind of like the higher up kind of like level, I guess. And then like if I was to nail in on like these are the attributes that make me me, like that would be the Enneagram versus the Myers-Briggs is kind of like I get energy this way and I have this kind of like gut sensation here and like I can find out more about those things in the Enneagram, but I kind of like to think of it like Myers-Briggs, which is totally non-scientific and please nobody quote me on that, but that's how I do it. (laughs) I also feel like Myers-Briggs to me feels like five years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. Okay. Calling me out. (laughs) I know it is. (laughs) But I only say that in the sense of now everyone asks your Enneagram. That's why I had to pause when I thought about my Myers-Briggs where that used to be the, what's your Myers-Briggs? norm. ENFJ. Yep. And you just knew it. That was like the camp counselor. You know, you're like, for sure. That's it. I don't know. Also in Brooklyn, though, the astrology thing really is like that's huge strong in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. not like I know I'm a Libra. I could not tell you. real, And I also don't really relate to being a Libra. I relate much more to my Enneagram. But things like that like in Brooklyn specifically, people will get yeah. all up in the signs. I know you're an air sign. I thought I was a water sign. <laughs> no, I. Is I th- it water? Do you know? I have no idea. I think you're an heir. Oh, maybe. But I don't plead any astrologists mm. out there. I know Devin is a very strong Leo. That's what I, I am. That's all <laughs> I know. I will say this is just like a quick sidebar, which we can cut out if we want. But I did go on a date one time okay. with somebody I met in a coffee shop for literally maybe 20 minutes. They were sitting next to me and I was, he asked me for my number and to go on a date. And I said, sure, why not? Mm. That's how you seem normal ish. (laughs) Um, He was an actor and I kid you not the entire date. He asked me every question under the sun about like, what's my number sign? What's my like Leo's like, we talked so much about astrology and all these things that I knew literally nothing about. And I was Mm. like, "Um, I don't think I don't, I don't relate. I don't relate. I don't know how to relate. I don't know. And he never heard of the Enneagram. So we like literally were speaking two different languages by the end of the day. And I was like, I think it's time to go. (laughs) I don't know that much about astrology, but I do have a lot of friends who are getting into it. So they will Mm. spit some facts at me. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) I love it. That's where I'm. Well, for instance, my roommate is only uh, three, four days after your birthday. So she's also a Leo and um, does not have strong Leo energy. And so, and she, and she mm. agrees. She's like very much so I do not have strong Leo energy. And then I look to individuals like Devin, I'm like strong Leo energy. We know like done. I do think I have strong Virgo energy. I would agree with that. With a lot of Virgo-ness happening. Like what? Give us some examples. I think, I think a Virgo and a three kind of can line up together. I'm very organized, but not in a literal sense. I would say I'm just very... I rarely go into a day like free bird. I somewhat have a plan. Katrina is not a free bird. <laughs> I That's not a word I used to describe me. I would not say I'm just like the one like romantically walking down the beach with absolutely no plans. Like I plan to be at the beach romantically walking down it. And romanticizing your life in the moment. Oh, absolutely. When I tell you I've made Katrina multiple itineraries in our short friendship. Oh, yeah. Love it. I love that. That goes right into our uh, like friendship episode. Like, make it if you know a friend that loves an itinerary and you're traveling together, make an itinerary. I agree, especially because then you're all on the same page. Expectations are set. Nothing is more frustrating when you think the trip should be one thing and your friend thinks should should be the other, because then no one's happy. You should have come on our last podcast. We had a great episode about this. I mean, truly, I think you could. Maybe we'll do some hot takes after this in a reel or something on friendship travels. I think that would be great. I love a good friendship hot Um, take. But I'm just going to like really smoothly segue us. Um, I love it. Like, you know, we'll begin. Now we're beginning. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome (laughs) back. This has been a lovely get to know you with Katrina. Um, Here's the thing, Katrina. Today we're talking about female role models. Love it. Huge news. We all maybe wanted some, maybe we had some, maybe we were them. Mm. And 
we just, you know, desire some more. I don't know. That was a really bad pitch for female role models, I'll admit. But um, we have a question for you about what does the female role model mean to you? I made that up. Wow. That is an incredible question. I would say, well, he's looking at me with a very intense look. I'm waiting. I'm so excited. Okay. I would say for me, a female role model doesn't have to be everything about them is who you want to be and what you want to believe in. But I think it could be specific features. I actually was thinking about female role models today, knowing this podcast was coming. And I have definitely people I can list both in a like celebrity influencer sphere and then also on a more like normal, like humane level. But I think for me, like, I wouldn't say I have one specific, like, this is who I idolize to be because I, I just feel like that puts too much pressure on them because if something happens, which we are human, things are going to happen to us, like it crushes your soul. So I think that there's traits of people or maybe accomplishments or something a little bit deeper that you can want to role model after. I think that's very wise. And that's also, I mean, people tell you all the time, like never meet your heroes, right? And that's like for that reason is if you build someone up so much in your head, and this is often like discussing celebrities, individuals that you're not, you know, rubbing shoulders with in your everyday life. But then if you build them up and say, you're a waitress and you serve this celeb at your restaurant and they are just a jerk, then your night is ruined. Not theirs. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think that's a very good point because I think you can really look at admirable traits of many people. So give us some examples of um, just like off the top of your head, like who are some maybe famous individuals that you consider Mm -hmm. um, a role model or to have admirable traits? And then who are some people that you are like kind of doing life with? And then we'll do the same. Yes. I would love to hear yours. Celebrity wise, my first is kind of so random and Lily Mo, Lily, sorry, it's just going (laughs) to laugh at me. My first thought was Jennifer Lee. And she's the creative director of Walt Disney Animation Studios. I love that. A real celeb. <laughs> she, Huge. She first was brought on for Frozen, an iconic Disney movie. I mean, I, is there another Disney movie besides that one? No, it's true. I um, love Disney, used to work for Disney, could do a four-hour podcast just discussing Disney. I'm going to have you back for a Disney adults episode. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Please put I've me been in waiting the schedule. To pitch this. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to have many thoughts, especially working for the company, have many thoughts on both sides. But I love that she, you know, is a female leadership in Disney. Disney's still working on building up like their high, high up individuals who are women. They've definitely made so much progress over the last couple of years. And there's some incredible females working for Disney. But Jennifer Lee is someone, has so much grace. Everything she does is incredible. If you watch the Frozen 2 documentary and just see like how much heart she puts into her work, that's something I aspire to do of. Not that my work has to be my life. Like you can see moments where she's like, it's hard to have a family because like this movie is my life. But in the sense of like, she is not doing anything like, yeah, it's good enough. It, it works. I didn't know there was a Frozen 2 documentary. And now that's pretty much all I heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, I was like, did we, did we know this existed? I know the whole Olaf Presents oh, yeah. thing existed. Yes. I did not know about the doc. It's like, I don't know the proper name. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's like, a, okay. I, have I that. think it's a series. I could see it. Because you can watch a lot of them. But it takes you through, obviously not like the pitching process of Frozen 2, but it takes you- I mean, you do th- they even need to pitch that movie? <laughs> the boy band scene when he's in the woods? When I tell you that was one of my top five songs. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Maybe Simon can play it in the background of this. They talk about that, the music. I think, in the do- I think in the documentary. Oh, so good. But it's so, it's, it's great. Okay. All right, note to self, going to watch that immediately. So Jennifer Lee would be up there for me. Okay. I think she's incredible. Great. Who's next? Jeannie Allen. She is an author and a speaker. I think she's also a podcaster. She wrote Find Your People. Mm. Um, Christian person. I've seen her speak live. Great, great. Wait. She also wrote. Who this is? She also either. wrote another really popular book. That's escaping my night, my mind. I haven't read that one, but I I have heard of the Find Your People one. I have that one 
at my house. This, is her podcast The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey? No. Oh, I got nothing then. <laughs> Jamie Ivey's great, though. <laughs> I don't think so, at least. No, she, um, yeah, Christian speaker, influencer, all of the above. Uh, one thing I really appreciate about her is, and it's very common, and this could be kind of a touchy subject, but with like celebrity Christian speakers, it's very same in the like the idol way mm-hmm. of if you hype them up so much, there's even like a pastor I'm thinking of right now who like was so hyped up, fell from grace, and then like people lost faith in like the church because of it. Woo-hoo. Many a podcast have been made on this very subject. It's true. Oh, yeah. And she's someone who like even in her book, I'm actually reading the book with my high school small group right now. And like the first chapters, her like, yeah, writing this, I was a really bad friend. And it's like wow. a lot of people don't admit that they are struggling and I can see wheels turn with especially when I'm going through like some of her sermons and her talks with young adults or with teenagers of like having that humility when I feel like it's so like in the Christian influencer space it's like everything's perfect and today I woke up and I said four prayers and then I opened my bible and I highlighted it with pink <laughs> markers and my high I schoolers love the four are prayers <laughs> yes and you have high school girls who are like I I don't even get what a prayer is like how am I supposed to like idolize up to this where she's just so like transparent she's also someone who like really knows what she's passionate about and has made a whole I mean, essentially corporation around it. She has the IF Gathering, which is like one of the biggest conferences. I know what that is. Yes. I got it. <laughs> so she's someone Here else I would I would say I role model look up to. Excellent. Okay, so we'll go on to the, you know, who in your real life you look up for to. Sure. But before, let's stick with the celebs for a minute. Okay. Dev, who is your uh, maybe more famous individual that you would consider a role model? You admire their character traits, yada, yada, yada. When I tell you how blank my mind just went at the thought of this question, I just don't even know what to tell you. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> and then we'll come back to you. I mean, you have an idol on the wall right yes, here. Yes. Um, so I will tell you, Katrina and I were talking earlier and she asked the question. She's like, well, do you mean like celebrities or do you mean people that are like in your real life? And I hadn't thought of celebs either. So that's mm-hmm. where I told Katrina this is a great thing to talk about because I didn't even read the question as a celebrity. I also think that's because I am such a wing eight where I'm like, they're all so flawed, throw them out. Like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. you know what I mean? I'm like so cynical in that way about anyone who has like a fame um, to them ultimately. But then like, I think your examples, for instance, were really good. Like they're more of like, oh, look at this. Like, yes, they do have a following. They're also not like, I don't know, Adele. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which also Adele, we'd love you if you'd like to come on the pod, please do. Um, but I would say mine on thinking about it, one is Julie Andrews. <gasps> Stop. I'm adding her to my list. Right. I mean, just because I think she carries herself with such class. She's not only so talented, but I have always gotten the vibe that she's very kind to the individuals she works with. And she's, I mean, she's Mary Poppins. Like, who couldn't love this woman? And, you know, I think she really has, like, she's not someone who was in 19 different movies right like she was very purposeful in her career yes. path like she was not someone who like I think really cared about like the hustle of things it was more like I love this I'm good at this like I will lean into this but I don't need to be like working every second which I think is great um and then my second kind of following along your lines of like person of faith who is a speaker who's an author who has a following as well which mm-hmm. I will tell you both, um, I am the most cynical about this group of people because as you mentioned, so many individuals with a following who are like leading the church, leading, like going for kingdom glory ultimately are so flawed and really let it get to their head. And so I'm someone who's like, I do not follow people of faith who are public figures. I do not trust them. But I was talking to a friend recently and I said, the one person I will go to bat for when it comes to like a public figure who is a woman of faith is Jackie Hill Perry. I Mm. love her. I admire her. I also just like respect how she doesn't need to be in the weeds on everything. Like Mm. she definitely is like, if it's my area of expertise and I have something to say about it, I'll make a public statement. You don't deserve what every single thought that goes through my head. And she and her husband pressed in, I think are just so great. And I'm like, I will, I will go to bat for the Perry's. So those, those are my two. Those are my two. Devin, have you had some time now to um, consider? (laughs) Do we need to kind of banter a little more? How we doing? (laughs) 
Um, gosh, they're just like, I think there's so many, I think what I'm struggling with is like, and this is like such a four thing. So I'm glad we talked about that. Um, I'm like, what will best represent me in this moment? (laughs) That's fair. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want, honestly, yes, I'm admitting it to everyone right now. It was so narcissistic of me because I was like, what will best represent like who I am in how I idolize people? The worst the worst circle of thought ever so thank you everyone for bringing that to my attention um i'm gonna work on it um but like truly as a creative it is really hard to like actually get someone's like true form out there if that makes sense Absolutely. like it's hard to understand like the true essence of anyone out there if they're known for one thing in particular like I mean, I, I honestly truly do kind of idolize Zendaya right now. She's 23. She was uh, on my mind. Yeah. Like, uh, and I know she's like everyone's idol, which also kind of as a four hurts me <laughs> a lot to say that. But it's just like she, I think, has performed with so much grace in such a like, honestly, shitty media hole. Like of like at any point she could do anything and we would turn on her instantly and I just think like whoever her PR team is they're doing a great job but also I just think she's a genuinely beautiful person and I think she just owns herself so mm-hmm. well and honestly probably props to her parents or her upbringing at that point or whoever her role models were but I just really admire everything she's done just to like push forward a lot of beautiful content but also like true authenticity I think um which is something that I really admire in that sphere you know she's a model she's a dancer she's a singer she's can do everything quite literally she can produce she can act she can do all that stuff um so that was one that came to mind and then um the other one that came to mind um was an author um that I just like I no one knows who she is, um, but her name is Marissa De Los Santos. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. I have no idea oh who that god. is. Oh my god! You almost got me so excited. You know, I just can't. What has she written? So she her first book was Love Walked In, okay. and it turned into like kind of a trilogy of sorts. Um, it it was kind of the first like adult, like romantic. Like it wasn't, it's not like a romance novel, but like her words are so poetic. She has like a Mm -hmm. PhD in poetry and creative writing. She's so smart. She is just like incredible and so kind, like truly the best day of my life. She liked one of my Instagram posts one time and I actually thought I've died. (laughs) I actually thought I died. And I'm like, she like not a lot of people know her books, but her books are so beautiful and they're so well written. And just to like be able to, I think, concisely tell a story so well is something that I admire so deeply because I've never been able to do it. I'm a person of many words, um, but she writes so beautifully. She engages with so many different perspectives. Um, she kind of reminds me of, uh, I'm going to butcher her name. I always do, but it's Kamanda Jimanda Dichi. Mm-hmm. But she also does like a lot of multi-perspectival storytelling, which I really appreciate just as the world continues to get, I think, more and more like one-sided in how we tell our stories. I think it's really important to have books and literature that really highlight other options you know um so those are my two kind of one big celeb and one um minor celeb i mean she's big she's very big i i feel like i'm underselling her but like literally i've never met anyone who actually has read her book i just love that zendaya was your first one which i mean we all agree i mean she's phenomenal she also just accepted what award an emmy an for emmy. Euphoria, and she was like the youngest woman to do so yeah. or the youngest and i think believe the youngest individual to do so um also she's 26 so oh. she's a little older because i know i only know this because the host made a very funny comment about how she is like not young oh. enough to date leo dicaprio <laughs> i know anymore. that joke's getting old we I need know. to move on we need a new spin um but that's great okay so uh, we've talked about our celebs the people we love the real reality is that no one is probably going to meet these people. I, like, I will probably never meet Katrina's celeb role models. I will probably never meet Devin's. Yeah. And they will probably never meet mine. Um, so what I think is more important is the role models that you see in your everyday life. The people mm-hmm. that you're kind of doing life with, you're learning from in real time. And I, I do believe those are the people we also know more genuinely, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're the people we, we see them in their time of hurt. We see them in their time of joy um, because hopefully they're involved in our lives as much as we are in theirs. We're doing life together. Um, so Katrina, 
Talk yes. us through that. Who are some individuals in your life um, who you would consider a role model, who you admire? And our next question is all about character traits. So you can throw that in there as well. Like what okay. are those character traits that kind of like make them stand out? Yeah. So kind of going back to like, I don't have someone who I just want to emulate them completely. I think that would just be unhealthy and not fair to them. So I have like a pretty small group. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I have a lot of friends. I'd say I have like a small group of people who are really close to my heart who I let speak into my life. And that's something I've definitely grown on in the last couple of years. I feel like I let everyone speak into my life. And then suddenly you're like, do I have an opinion on anything? Or do I have to let other people tell me what to do? But um, I mean, Lily Mo right here, I would say you're definitely someone who um, is like a role model to me in many different ways. Um, and I, I know, I mean that very genuinely. I'm not even just uh, being so... Aww. <laughs> I know, I was like, cue the on. I was so wholesome. <laughs> no, but it's true. I think, you know, you're someone who's very close in my life, very close circle, call you crying multiple times a week. Just depends on the week. Sometimes a month. Depends if it's a good month. But um, I think something I really admire about you is you're so self-assured about where you're at in life. And like, this is just what it is. And I'm really happy I'm here. And I am a mind wanderer and I'm always, you know, even if it's like, for example, when I got my job at Disney, like that was my dream. Like I worked towards that since I was in high school and all that. Like I remember maybe a weekend I was kind of like, well, what's next? And it wasn't that I wasn't appreciative or anything like that, but I have a hard time like living in the moment. And that's something I always have admired about Lily of just saying, you know, like, oh, but this works for right now. And right now is not forever. And like, we can value where we're at right now. And that's something that I definitely think I'm growing on. Um, Lily's roommate, Shannon, is someone else who I would definitely say is a role model to me. And the biggest way would be Shannon's faith in the sense of she is someone who's been through a lot in her life and has had many up and downs and all of that. But at the end of the day, she's still so steadfast in what she believes. And she was also someone who really like helped me understand what it really meant to be a Christian because I wasn't a Christian until college and really like had those deeper conversations with me and really taught me that Christianity wasn't this like kind of stereotypical Bible thumper like perception that I had for a really long time. So like choosing to love people like even when they're so challenging and choosing to have so much grace in challenging situations and like still looking at God through it all is something that I really admire in her. Those are really nice. That's very kind. <laughs> Devin and I just looked at like, okay, so <laughs> no, that's so sweet. Okay, Devin, what about yours? Let's talk about you. Okay. Um, first of all, that was the kindest thing I've ever heard. So I'm honored to have been here for that moment. Devin um, is my new role model because I want her apartment. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I want Devin's apartment. Okay. Well, you, you can have it. And I want her jumpsuit. Well, that you can get at Everlane. I like how you give up your apartment. You're like, um, no, the clothing, I keep it. You're like, no. I'm like, I keep the clothing. You can have the apartment, but you can't get this clothing at Everlane. Um, <laughs> It's great. I think it's on sale right now. Anyways, um, my role models, um, female role models. Oh my gosh. I am kind of, I feel like, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you where like you do kind of like what, like you pick and choose attributes from people that like really impact you, especially at certain moments in your life. Like I was really fortunate to have incredible like junior high and high school mentors, um, through my church, but just like women that really invested in just like taking me out to do stuff like during the day, whether it was like shopping, like give my mom a break or like whether it was like going to Disneyland or something like just things to get me out of the house and also around other women. Um, so I have always felt super, super fortunate to have like really incredible people that even if they're just there for a season, really impact the way that I do friendship, really impact mm -hmm. the way that I care for people, um, in times of need, you know? And so I, I could list like so many right now. Um, I think one that comes to mind is, um, my friend Sally, she lives in the UK. Um, she officiated my wedding. Aww. She is amazing. Uh, she met me when I was eight. Wow. <laughs> and I think she was 
we're like 10 years apart. So I think she was like 18 or 19 or something. Um, and we, I don't know how against all odds have continued to just like have this incredible female friendship. Like that has gone through like mentorship that has gone to like role model that has gone to like spiritual guidance. Like, like it's just surpassed like every level of like, I don't know, relationship, um, that you can get from like a female. Yeah. Um, and so I've just felt really blessed to have her and, um, to have her in really big moments in my life. And we still talk all the time. Like we've traveled all, all over the world together. Like she's always someone that I can call at any point of any time. Um, and she's just been someone who's like really, really taken like the creative life in stride. I think she's really taught me how to like be okay with like being in the midst of mm-hmm. progress and transition and doing that well and understanding that there's a way to rest in those seasons, um, which is a season that I'm in right now. So she's been really instrumental in just like reminding me of, Hey, there are opportunities to just be and just be present and walk into that. And so that's been really huge for me. The other two that came to mind were my grandma, who I was talking about earlier, who's learning Aww. about the uh, Enneagram. She has been an incredible role model in my life, as has my mom, um, which I know feels a little bit like a cop out. But <laughs> but um, my mom and my grandma, I'll talk about them kind of jointly because I think like they so um, they've taught me, I think, just what it means to really push into a, like a friendship and a, like have a role model. Um I think that my grandma is just like so much joy personified. Um, She is someone who taught me that presentation matters. She is someone who will never have a label on the table if there's a dinner. Um, That's something that she impressed upon my mom as well. Um, And so she's just like every like being and I think also going along with that, it's like just showing up to the table matters. You know, you don't have to like put on a show. You don't have to be anyone but you just showing up for anything, whether it's family or friends, like really can impact people. Um, and I've seen her show up time and time again to like my cousin's graduations from eighth grade. Like she will show up no matter what, if it's a family affair, she's there. Um, if it's a friend like that's hosting something, she's there. She is the person that you want in your corner for any kind of event, any kind of presentation. And she's also just an incredible, like she's lived an incredible life. She grew up in the Congo, like, she has been a speaker. She has been a caretaker. Like she literally does. She cycled across the U S like she's done incredible things. Um, and she still is doing incredible things, which is also very admirable at her age. She's 70. Well, I don't want to out her, but she's in her seventies, <laughs> but she's doing amazing, amazing work, um, with women and also just being an amazing wife. Um, and then my mom has always been just an incredible like role model for what it means to be in a loving relationship. Like as I got married recently, like it's been hugely advantageous to have had incredible role models in my parents. Um, and they both have just like loved so well and they've been such a resource for even my friends who have come to my mom and dad and certain times and needs for their relationships. And so that has always been like an incredible resource for me. I didn't love it at times when my mom was like counseling my friends on how to do things. And I was like, what about me? Um, but I've been so appreciative of it over the years when like, oh my gosh, like my friends see my mom as a resource for just their own lives and like how lucky that I get to be a part of that as well. So those are the people that came to mind right away. Over to you, Lil. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> I feel like we're passing the sports commentator mic. Um, I think, I feel like there's so many different ways to take this and I feel like we all, so well, we all, so far you two have both taken this very differently and I think that's the beauty of being able to look at other women and see what we want to be is that you both have taken it in different ways, right? Like Katrina talked about like peers, people who are the same age, same general life stage, like that she's very truly like talking to on a like semi-regular basis, probably multiple days a week. Dev spoke more about family and people that she's like always quite literally looked up to as she's been growing older. And I think ultimately what it kind of boils down to for me is I look at like my mom and my aunt and my mama and women that I so literally looked up to and like, no, you're an authority figure in my life. Like you're, you're telling me to do the dishes. I'm going to do the dishes, but I'm also learning from you in this way to kind of looking at the friendships that they have. So I look at like my mom and some of her close female friends who she sees maybe once or twice a year. And I'm including my aunt Donna in that because she and my mom are very close, definitely best friends. They see each other maybe once a year. 
And I look at their like female friendships that have just continued to grow and been very like, okay, we're not hardly ever in the same room together, but I know, Hey, you have a kid getting married. I'm there. Put me to work. What are we doing? Like could they physically show up for one another? And I think that's kind of how I view it of like, I'm looking at my girlfriend. So I'm like, you know, you kind of, you can point out like, you're going to be here forever. You're like, I, I quickly told my best friend's husband when he, he and I were talking about something and he's was very sweet. And he said, thank you for being such a good friend to her. And I just laughed. I was like, what other choice do I have? You're stuck with me for the long haul, Connor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't a doubt in my mind. Like I'm at the Christmas. I'm at your, I'm at your future children's weddings. Like that's how I view it. And so I think I kind of view it as like, oh, I'm looking at my mom and her friendships as she is now an empty nester, you know, they're spread all over the country. And I'm like, that's what I want for me and my girlfriends. So kind of the best of both worlds of like, my girlfriends are who I'm like, oh, wow, I really love that you did this. Hey, you're you're engaged. You're married. You're having a kid. You bought a house. Like, I live here. You live there. We're in totally different stages. But that future is kind of what I look for us. Like, oh, that's the role model that I want us to achieve. But I also think those girlfriends are the same people who are kind of like sharpening me to be my role models. You know what I mean? Like, they're my peers, but they're making me be the women that I or the woman that I want to be based on the women that I've always looked up to. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I feel like you and I are very similar in that sense of we're very like, we're kind of all in. And that was something I think I had to learn a lot after college. So I was, I feel like you find your friend group at every stage of life, but I feel like I really found my core in kind of that college age. I have like, one of my best friends, Katie, we've been friends since I was in, she was in kindergarten. I was in first grade and like, I'm going to, I'm her maid of honor at her wedding and we're going to be each other's lives forever. But it's like interesting now when you can meet people a little bit older stage of like, I feel like sometimes that level of friendship can feel so intense, especially if they're not used to it. Like I had a friend recently, I was like, we went to a baby shower together and I was joking. I was like, I hope like we're at each other's baby shower. And they were kind of like, that seems like a lot of pressure. And I was like, I know realistically like that might not happen, but like that's the kind of like friendship that like I have and like I'm leaning into, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I've been called a bulldog friend on more than one occasion. I think that's a very respectable thing. Like I would be thrilled to be called a bulldog friend. I'm like somebody, yeah, put me in the ring. I'm in. (laughs) I'll go to bat. I'm good to go. No, I think that is something where you lean in differently and kind of like, And I think especially once you're out of college and you, that's like the last part where you're like, okay, I have this many years. Right. And then you get to, and Katrina, I know you and I have talked about this a lot about like, you don't have a, okay. And in four years I will do this or, and and you did an MBA, like you did grad school. You kind of had an additional, you know, timeline added to you. And the rest of us are over here just like wild. And we're like, I don't, I don't know. I have no timeline. I have no idea. I have no thought. Um, And so then you do kind of figure out like who, who's in it for the long run. But I also don't have these like these are going to be the best years of your life. These are going to be the best years of your life, which all was a load of bull, if you ask me. For sure. Just ridiculous. Um, But you do kind of have the, okay, when you're in your mid to late 20s, early 30s, like there's so much development about becoming like the women that you want to, or if you, if you decide to, if you don't like what kind of can lead you to or from, um, that's very important. And I think that's also an interesting stage. Cause Dev, I know you mentioned Sally had been in your life since you were 18. Eight. Oh, she was 18. You were eight. And so that's a 10 year friendship, friendship, mentorship, role model, whatever. Um, and that's so special, but I think that's also interesting because now you're in that spot, right? Of like, who will I be a role model to? And I know Katrina, you work with high school girls and I'm sure many of them would say Katrina is a role model. And I, I know that for a fact because I'm friends with your friends and I know they call you <laughs> role models. I'm like, if there's a 25 year old over here calling Katrina a role model, she's for sure a role model. It's like 16 year olds. Right. So kind of like talk to us about that. What has been challenging in that? What has been like eye opening? Because I, I'm sure you're learning a lot that maybe, maybe they don't know you're learning a lot, but you're learning a lot in that. Like, how are you then becoming someone's role model? For sure. I, like I said, I found Christianity when I was in college. So I was not part of a youth group. If anything, we, I went to a very small high school. 
But there was sort of one youth group that traveled around my high school and we thought those kids were so weird. They always would come to you in class and be like, do you want to play laser tag with my youth group later? And you're like, no, I literally would rather do anything else. But also youth group laser tag <laughs> is a good time. Oh, now I feel like I totally wow. missed out. I, I wish I would have said yes, but they like they always had something going on. And I was like, oh, here comes the kids with the flyers again. Like, I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, my God. The kid with the flyers. I'm dead. They're like, it's so fun. There's free pizza. I'm like, I don't want to go. But anyways, um, I I don't know why. For a long time, I really had a high school and middle school ministry on my heart. I was When I was involved in a church in California, I was signed up to do middle school, like seventh graders or something. But that church was probably the most organized church I've ever been to. And you couldn't start what to like- What was it? It was called Rock Harbor. Oh, I have a friend who went there. I was going to say, Devin, Orange County. Do we have any thoughts? Yeah, it was like Orange County, Rock Harbor, literally the most organized church. You're correct. Oh, like, they had every single session for every single type of like person. Like you had three sessions on Sunday. You got the evening folk for the college kids. Oh, you got, yeah. Like, I mean, truly, they are very organized. They're stellar at communication. And I talked to their like middle school, high school leader, and they were like, we don't want to introduce you until like a new school year comes around. And so they were very intentional. Like you couldn't even just like check a box that you wanted to do youth ministry. Like it was very intentional about who they brought on, at least at the time. I know they've changed leadership cool. and stuff in the last couple of years. Um, so when I moved to this town, I'm in Arizona. It was one of the first things I wanted to do was youth ministry, but I was so hesitant about it because the biggest thing was, I didn't know how long I was going to be living in this town, living in that situation. And I didn't want to jump into something I couldn't commit to. And I sort of still don't know what my life looks like duration-wise, but decided last school year to step in. And the the thing I always tell everyone, because I think it's very idolized of high school ministry, like you see pictures online and we're dancing or we're having a scavenger hunt or whatever it is. And it seems like, oh, that's just so fun. Like I want to serve the church by just like hanging out because that's kind of to an extent what it is. And... I walked in very like, I'm going to have intentional conversations. And I knew like, that's, I think that's a very strong female mentality when you walk in of like, I'm going to walk in and I'm going to be the person they're going to call for this. And I'm going to be this and that. And I'm going to be the mentor that I always wanted to have when I was that age. Does not exist when you first walk in. For some people possibly, and there was some girls who I connected with right away, but it is just you walk in, you feel like you're a high schooler again. You're like, am I ugly? Does anyone think I'm cool? I don't know through what language they're speaking. I couldn't even tell you what TV show it was. Oh, Only Murders in the Building. A great, a great show. A great show. Fantastic show. But when they had the, I don't know if she was 16 or 18. <gasps> the Steve Martin character's daughter. Yes. A hundred percent. And they were like, we don't know what she's speaking, but I was listening to it and I was like, oh, I do get it. Cause like I am around that generation. Mm. Obviously that was a little more dramatized. Like they don't actually speak that way. They can have very normal conversations right. with you. But, um, yeah, so that's, I stepped into high school ministry. I remember my very first small group, we all like sat in chairs and kind of stared at each other. And I was like trying to get the energy up and like nobody knew each other. It was right after COVID. And it was so awkward to where my very last youth group session was so big. There were so many girls there. I'd like divide them up across different tables so they could talk to each other. And like everyone's like pouring their heart out and exchanging phone numbers. And it is like a very humbling moment to where you're like, wow, like we went from a place where we sat in chairs and like, hi, I'm Katrina. And like, there's absolutely nothing you can say that's that incredibly interesting. And like, and I have an MBA and they're like, good for you. <laughs> they just kind of don't care. <laughs> it's so true. That's why I literally refuse to do um, high school. <laughs> like, I, I, no joke. Like, I'm just not yeah. cool enough. I know it. However, junior hires, I'm oh, in. Heck yeah. I yes. was like, I'm all in for the junior hires. They don't care. I can yell at them and they'll still be my best friend tomorrow. Like, they do not care what you do as long as it's fun. And that they don't feel like the most awkward ones in the room. Yeah, but something I learned was I had a, um, some people come to me and they were like, you know, it takes a long time to get those intentional conversations out of the girls. And something I learned really early on is like being there for the absolute smallest conversations can lead to the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the I couldn't even tell you which student it was or like what week it was. 
but I remember it so well because I quote it all the time. I had someone come up to me and say like, my, it was, I don't even know if they were in my group. They were just like, can I talk to you? And I was like, ready. I was like, this is my, like, I'm ready. Like I am prepared. Like I've been praying for this. Like I'm going to help a student. And they're like, so my boyfriend brought me a strawberry Dutch bros. And my favorite is a a raspberry Dutch bros. Do you think he's cheating on me? Because (laughs) Stephanie's favorite Dutch bros is a strawberry. And he knows mine is a raspberry. So I feel like he's cheating on me. And I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. A Dutch bros? I don't know what that is. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, she's from Southern California. I don't know if Dutch has even gotten to your I neck of the woods yet. I think they have one or two. Dutch bros? Not since you've lived out, but oh, it's been oh. since you've lived out here. Oh, Dutch bros. Yes. Oh, okay. The coffee. Yes. The coffee. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to back up. I thought you were saying a Dutch rose. Oh. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is a Dutch rose? No, like, Isaac, what aren't you getting me? And I was like, what? Fl- is it a pastry, a flower? I don't know. I don't know. But Dutch bros, I do know that, but they do not have any in Orange County. It is quite literally like. Oh, really? There's like nothing. Oh. No Dutch bros. It's like all Northern California. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know why, but that's what it is. Makes sense now. Yes. So sorry. <laughs> no, you were good. Also, there's probably none in New York. Oh, no. There's none like east of. Oh, like New Mexico. No, I think Colorado has one, but that's it. Like I th- I've found one in Colorado, but it's that's it. It's a very it. West Coast thing. Very it's West a Coast very thing. high school thing. But I mean, to be fair, that girl was on to something. I don't know. <laughs> she had some thoughts. But I remember like it was such a small conversation. Like I said, I could not tell you who it was. I don't remember how long that conversation went for. But it was like kind of having those conversations is like it's so easy when you're – I had this conversation with another leader recently – is she was like, sometimes it's so hard. You just want to say like, it's just high school. It's not that big of a deal. But I was like, when I was in high school, it was the biggest deal. It was everything. And so it's sometimes you have to like bring yourself back down to that level of like, you can't just roll your eyes and say like, oh, they just don't get it. Like they're never going to marry this guy or they're never going to act like this failed test isn't going to mean anything. But it's like, no, it really matters to them. And like, Mm -hmm. it is a big deal and you need to treat it like it's a big deal. Because... I was the biggest academic. If I got a C on a test, I would like sob for hours. And if someone went to me and said, it's just high school, like you will not remember this test ever again. I've been like, that is not true. I want to go to college and I need a good GPA. And so it's almost like bringing yourself back down to like, that is their worldview and like loving them where they're at too. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I think that's such a good spot for us to like tie a little bow on our package here because that doesn't talk about accomplishments. That doesn't talk about what you do for work. That doesn't talk about how much money you make or what houses you own. That is strictly like how you treat people. And I think for all three of us, though, our answers were very different on like who we talked about as our role models. Mm -hmm. That's what it boils down to, right? It's like how you were treated no matter what season of life, whether it was like eight-year-old Devin, who knows what she was talking about, um, or like current day Katrina, it all is like where you met, where you were at that moment, where you treated with kindness, where you listened to. And those are the things that you remember like for a really long time. I was probably talking about Frozen. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> Can you imagine if Frozen existed when eight-year-old Devin existed? I'll tell you this. I would have been on Broadway <laughs> if that was the case. <laughs> Adina, move over. <laughs> move over, Adina, move over. No, I think you're so right, though. I do think, like, those, like, coming-of-age moments, like, those coming-of-age, like, just being intentional with like even just keeping eye contact and not laughing or not trying to minimize what is happening in that moment but just being like because we did we all had somebody who did that for us at some point where we were like okay you know what I'm here with you in this and yeah this sucks you know and like that's still what sometimes we just need we just need someone to be like this sucks that's all you can do you know like even Mm -hmm. through life like I have a friend going through like an absolutely terrible time right now and all you can do is just be like this sucks. This is unfair. It's unfair. It's not right. It sucks. And I think that that's like so real that you're sharing that with them like in the moment and offering them probably more advice than just it sucks. But at the same time, like being able to be real with them in that moment, I think is just so huge and impacts in bigger ways than you even And I think we can love everyone, like even our peers, even people who are older, older than us in that way of like asking the questions of like, how can I love you right now? If you genuinely don't know what to say and if you can't like level with someone, like I have people who are older than me 
who will have conversations and I'm like, this is so not a big deal. Like you have to realize like, this is okay. I'm sure Lily Mo, who was nodding is like, that's half of our conversations, <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. And it's like, that is where it's so, I think it's so easy to get caught up in your own life experiences and like the things you have learned, but we are all on different levels in so many different ways. And like high school can teach you that. So anyone listening, I would encourage you just to ask people to, like, how can you love them well? And instead of being, you know, you can secretly be frustrated with someone on like what they're upset about or like what they're excited about. Like, oh, that's not a big deal. Or that's, oh my gosh, they should be so mad. I, I would be so mad if that happened to me instead of just like actually like getting on their level and trying to understand where they're at. Obviously some cases, you know, if they're really on a different page in a harmful way, then those need to have a little bit firmer conversations. But I think, I, yeah, I think in especially a world right now where there's so many opinions and there's so many access to information to be able to kind of like look at the person in front of you and say like, hey, like an issue I may be having in small town USA, Arizona, where I'm currently living right now is very different than what Lily Moe or Lily Brown, or Lily Cooper may be experiencing, you know, like living in their environment. And so even though if they don't understand what I'm going through right now, just still like choose to love them through it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was beautifully put. I think we have time for one more question that has nothing to do with this. Are we ready, ladies? So ready. I've never been more ready in my entire life. Oh, I'm so excited because I knew you were the perfect people to ask this question. I've been listening to Taylor Swift all day long. (gasps) Because it is a Taylor Swift fall, as it always is. It always is. Who are we kidding? So my question to you, before we wrap up, say goodbye, wish the listeners well, is what one Taylor Swift song do you think unites a crowd more than anyone else? Do either of you have an answer off the top of your head, or would you like to hear mine? I want to hear yours. Okay. Mine is Love Story. I think you put that on in a we- at a wedding, you put that on in a club, you put that on on the streets of North Williamsburg, and everyone just like is screaming about Romeo and Juliet in the matter of minutes. That was my answer. That was my final answer. I feel confident in it. What do you got? I, that was so good. That was like the perfect answer. I think you're 100% right because we all have to admit that that song is perfection. Um, I think... <laughs> The one that I thought of was we are never, ever getting back together. Because <gasps> if you so good. can't relate to that, I don't know who you are. And I don't think I want you in my life. <laughs> and I don't care to know. And I don't care to know how perfect your life is. <laughs> Katrina, over to you. I think mine's You Belong With Me. Also so ah, good. A bop. Woo! You, there, you cannot tell me. We can all have different phases of love and romance. There's – I – Almost like if I was a psychologist and I was doing a thesis or a dissertation, there has to be always someone who you're like, you would be better off with me. Like, it's so true. I love that. It's like the one that got away, like vibe, you know, like we, but on the opposite end, you could have had this. You could have had this. Oh, it's so good. It's such, I can, the confidence in that song. So confident. It's not like, I mean, I love a girl. I love a good, sad girl. Like, she's so pretty and I'm not like yeah. that's oh, sometimes we, that. we need those we've moments. got girls for that but she is like I am so I'm on the bleachers <laughs> oh I'm on the bleachers I feel like that's so our good. mic drop moment um we could talk to Katrina all day long we and could. realistically she's in town for the weekend so I Woo! will um but <laughs> you can give her a follow at um Katrina why don't you pitch yourself where, where can they find you where can they find you as their new role yes. model in life I'm at Katrina Eastwood Katrina with a K and with a Y because my parents like Get to be it. different. <laughs> Love it. They were Love probably fours. fours. <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, I don't see Mike as an Enneagram four, but I like the idea of Mike being I think an Mike is a four. one. Yeah. My mom is a nine. Mm. Is that compatible? She I don't four know. in her. Yeah, she could. But Katrina M. Eastwood, is that correct? It's just Katrina Eastwood. Katrina Eastwood. Okay. I don't know why I put an M in there. That's my email. Oh, that's why. You could that's email her. You, you can say email where. Her. You can find her. You also see her on the pod Instagram account in a matter of minutes. Who are we kidding? Um, but 
while we don't have all day, we do have to say goodbye. So you can like and subscribe at Well Said Red Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Devin is killing the TikTok game these days. Um, and Amazing. I am along for the ride, frankly. Um, but we will we'll talk to you next week. We will talk to you next week. And I just can't wait to just post up all about Katrina for this next couple of weeks because it'll be lots of content and it'll be fun. Yay, I the can't words wait. words of wisdom. I just, there's so post many. Up. So many. I can't wait to come back and talk about Disney. Yes, Disney adults, we're having you on. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> next time on. Next time on. <laughs> well said, Red. Okay, bye. 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 bye.